Oh dear Vaishnava Assembly, Hare Krishna. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England. It's just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here with Gohari Das Brahmachari uh, holding down the fort and trying to keep the transcendental sound, the Shabda Brahma, flowing from this place in an attempt to purify the ether of a time-worn world. Srimad Bhagavata Mahimastotra by Srila Sanatana Goswami says it all. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikrada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chuchatakara hanamunchakadachen mam O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 10th chapter of the 5th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and Jai Bharat is speaking maybe for the first time in this life uh, to Maharaj Rahugana who is a king. We're beginning with text 14.
Sukadev Goswami said, O Maharaj Pariksit, when King Rahugana chastised the exalted devotee Jud Bharat with harsh words, that peaceful, saintly person tolerated it all and replied properly. Nations is due to the bodily conception and Jud Bharat was not affected by this false conception. Out of his natural humility, he never considered himself a great devotee and he agreed to suffer the results of his past karma. Like an ordinary man, he thought that by carrying the palanquin, he was destroying the reactions of his past misdeeds. Thinking in this way, he began to carry the palanquin as before. Purport An exalted devotee of the Lord never thinks that he is a paramahamsa or a liberated person. He always remains a humble servant of the Lord. In all reverse conditions, he agrees to suffer the results of his past life. He never accuses the Lord of putting him in, into a distressed condition. These are the signs of an exalted devotee. Tate nukampam susamikshamana. When suffering reversed conditions, the devotee always considers that the reversed conditions are the Lord's concessions. He is never angry with his master. He is always satisfied with the position his master offers. In any case, he continues performing his duty in devotional service. Such a person is guaranteed promotion back home, back to Godhead. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.14.8 Tate nukampam susamikshamano bunjana evatmakritam vipakam ridvag vipur beer vididandamaste jiveta yo muktipade samdhayabhag My dear Lord, My dear Lord, one who constantly waits for your causeless mercy to be bestowed upon him and who goes on suffering the reactions of his past misdeeds, offering you respectful obeisances from the core of his heart, is surely eligible for liberation, for it has become his rightful claim. Text 15. Shukadeva Goswami continued, O best of the Pandu dynasty, Maharaj Prichit, the king of the Sindhu and Sovira states, Maharaj Rahugana, had great faith in discussions of the absolute truth. We didn't read this? Did we read? No. Being thus qualified, he heard from Jad Bharat that, that philosophical presentation which is approved by all scriptures on the mystic yoga process and which slackens the knot in the heart. His material conception of himself as a king was thus destroyed. He immediately descended from his palanquin and fell fat, flat 
on the ground with his head at the lotus feet of Judd Bharat in such a way that he might be excused for his insulting words against the great Brahmana. He then prayed as follows. Purport In Bhagavad Gita 4.2, Lord Krishna says, Evan parampara praptam imang rajarshayo vidu sakalane hamahata yogonashta parantapa this supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession, and the saintly kings understood it in that way. But in course of time, the succession was broken, and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost. Through the disciplic succession, the royal order was on the same platform as great saintly persons, Rajavishis. Formerly, they could understand the philosophy of life and knew how to train the citizens to come to the same standard. In other words, they knew how to deliver the citizens from the entanglement of birth and death. When Maharaj Dasharath ruled the Yodhya, the great sage Vishwamrita once came to him to take away Lord Ramachandra and Lakshman to the forest to kill a demon. When the saint, saintly person, Vishwamrita, came to the court of Maharaj Dasharad, the king, in order to receive the saintly person, asked him, Ahishtam yat tat punar janma jayaya. He asked the sage whether everything was going on well in his endeavor to conquer the repetition of birth and death. The whole process of Vedic civilization is based on this point. We must know how to conquer the repetition of birth and death. Maharaj Rahugana also knew the purpose of life. Therefore, when Judd Bharat put the philosophy of life before him, he immediately appreciated it. This is the foundation of Vedic society. Learned scholars, brahmanas, saintly persons and sages who were fully aware of the Vedic purpose, advised the royal order how to benefit the general masses. And by their cooperation, the general masses were benefited. Therefore, everything was successful. Maharaj Ruhugana attained this perfection of understanding the value of human life. Therefore, he regretted his insulting words to Judd Bharat and he immediately descended from his palanquin and fell down at the lotus feet of Judd Bharat in order to be excused and to hear from him further about the values of life known as Brahmajigyasa, inquiry into the absolute truth. At the present moment, high government officials are ignorant of the values of life and when saintly persons endeavor to broadcast the Vedic knowledge, the so-called executives do not offer their respectful obeisances, but try to obstruct the spiritual propaganda. Thus, one can say that the, in, that the former kingly government was like heaven and that the present government is like hell. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 16.
King Rahugana said, <clears throat> O Brahmana, you appear to be moving in this world very much covered and unknown to others. Who are you? Are you a learned Brahmana and saintly person? I see that you are wearing a sacred thread. Are you one of those exalted, liberated saints such as Dattatreya and other highly advanced, learned scholars? May I ask whose disciple you are? Where do you live? Why have you come to this place? Is your mission in coming here to do good for us? Please, let me know who you are. Purport Maharaj Rahugana was very anxious to receive further enlightenment in Vedic knowledge because he could understand that Jad Bharat belonged to a Brahmana family either by disciplic succession or by birth in a Brahmana dynasty. As stated in the Vedas, Tad Bhijyanartang Sagarun Eba Bhijachchet Mundaka Upanishad 1-12 Rahugana was accepting Jad Bharat as a guru, but a guru must prove his position not only by wearing a sacred thread, but by advancing knowledge in spiritual life. It is also significant that Rahugana asked Jad Bharat which family he belonged to. There are two types of families, one according to dynasty and the other according to disciplic succession. In either way, one can be enlightened. The word shukla refers to a person in the mode of goodness. If one wants to receive spiritual knowledge, he must approach a bona fide Brahmana guru, either in the disciplic succession or in a family of learned Brahmanas. Text 17 My dear sir, I am not at all afraid of the thunderbolt of King Indra, nor am I afraid of the serpentine piercing trident of Lord Shiva. I do not care about the punishment of Yamaraj, the superintendent of death, nor am I afraid of fire, scorching sun, moon, wind, nor the weapons of Kuvera. Yet I am afraid of offending a Brahmana. I am very much afraid of this. Purport When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was instructing Rupa Goswami at the Dashashwamedha Ghat in Prayag, he pointed out very clearly the seriousness of offending a Vaishnava. He compared the Vaishnava Aparad to Hati Mata, a mad elephant. When a mad elephant enters a garden, it spoils all the fruits and flowers. Similarly, if one offends a Vaishnava, he spoils all his spiritual assets. Offending a Brahmana is very dangerous, and this was known to Maharaj Rahugana. He therefore frankly admitted his fault. There are many dangerous things, thunderbolts, fire, Yamaraja's punishment, the punishment of Lord Shiva's trident, and so forth, but none is considered as serious as offending a Brahmana like Jad Bharat. Therefore, Maharaj Rahugana immediately descended from his palanquin and fell flat before the lotus feet of the Brahmana, Jad Bharat, just to be excused.
text 18. My dear sir, it appears that the influence of your great spiritual knowledge is hidden. Factually, you are bereft of all material association and fully absorbed in the thought of the Supreme. Consequently, you are unlimitedly advanced in spiritual knowledge. Please tell me, why are you wandering around like a dullard? O great saintly person, you have spoken words approved by the yogic process, but it is not possible for us to understand what you have said. Therefore, kindly explain it. Purport Saintly people like Judge Bharat do not speak ordinary words. Whatever they say is approved by great yogis and those advanced in spiritual life. That is the difference between ordinary people and saintly people. The listener must also be advanced to understand the words of such, an exalt, of such exalted, spiritually advanced people as Jad Bharat. Bhagavad Gita was spoken to Arjuna, not to others. Lord Krishna especially selected Arjuna for instruction in spiritual knowledge because Arjuna happened to be a great devotee and confidential friend. Similarly, great personalities also speak to the advanced, not to the shudras, vaishas, women, or unintelligent men. Sometimes it is very risky to give great philosophical instruction to ordinary people. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for the benefit of the fallen souls of Kali Yuga, has given us a rare, a very nice instrument, the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. The general mass of people, although shudras and less, can be purified by chanting this Hare Krishna mantra. Then they can understand the exalted philosophical statements of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Our Krishna consciousness movement has therefore adopted the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra for the general masses. When people gradually become purified, they are instructed in the lessons of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Materialistic people like Sri Shudra and Dvija Bandhu cannot understand words of spiritual advancement Yet one can take to the shelter of a Vaishnava, for he knows the art of enlightening even Shudras in the highly, highly elevated subject matter spoken in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Text 19 I consider your good self the most exalted master of mystic power, you know the spiritual science perfectly well. You are the most exalted of all learned sages and you have descended for the benefit of all human society. You have come to give spiritual knowledge and you are a direct representative of Kapiladev, the incarnation of God and the plenary portion of knowledge. I am therefore asking you, O spiritual master, what is the most secure shelter in this world? Purport As Krishna confirms in Bhagavad Gita, Yoginam apisarvesham 
Madkatenan Tadatmana Shadhavan Bajate Yomam Same Yuktatamo Mataha Of all yogis, he who abides in me with great faith, worshipping me in transcendental loving service, is most intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all. Bhagavad Gita 6.47 Jadbhart was a perfect yogi. He was formerly the emperor, Bharat Maharaj, and he was now the most exalted personality among learned sages and the master of all mystic powers. Although Jud Bharat was an ordinary living entity, he had inherited all the knowledge given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Kapiladev. He could therefore be taken directly as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As confirmed by Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in his stances to the spiritual master, Sakshat Duritvena Samasta Shastrayir. An exalted personality like Jad Bharat is as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he fully represents the Lord by giving knowledge to others. Jad Bharat is herein accepted as the direct representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he was imparting knowledge on behalf of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, Maharaj Rahugana concluded that it was appropriate to ask him about Atma Tattva, the spiritual science, Tad Vigyanartam, Sagarum, Eba Bigachchet. This Vedic injunction is also confirmed herein. If anyone is at all interested in knowing the spiritual science, Brahmajigyasa, he must approach a guru like Jad Bharat. Text 20. Is it not a fact that your good self is the direct representative of Kapiladev, the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? To examine people and see who is actually a human being and who is not, you have presented yourself to be a deaf and dumb person. Are you not moving this way upon the surface of your world? I am very attached to family life and worldly activities, and I am blind to spiritual knowledge. Nonetheless, I am now present before you and am seeking enlightenment from you. How can I advance in spiritual life? Purport Although Maharaj Rahugana was playing the part of a king, he had been informed by Jad Bharat that he was not a king, nor was Jad Bharat deaf and dumb. Such designations were simply coverings of the spirit soul. Everyone must come to this knowledge. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 2.13, Dehi no smin yata dehe. Everyone is encased within the body. Since the body is never identical with the soul, the bodily activities are simply illusory. In the association of such a sadhu as Jad Bharat, Maharaj Rahugana came to the awareness that his activities as a royal authority were simply 
illusory phenomena. He therefore agreed to receive knowledge from Jadbharat, and that was the beginning of his perfection. Tadvijnanartan sagadum ivabhigachchet. A person like Maharaj Rahugana, who was very inquisitive to know the value of life and the spiritual science, must approach a personality like Jadbharat. Tasmat gurum prapadyeta jigyasu shreya utamam. Bhagavatam 11.3.21. One must approach a guru like Jadbharat, a representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to inquire about the goal of human life. Text 21 You have said, I am not fatigued from labor. Although the soul is different from the body, there is fatigue because of bodily labor, and it appears to be the fatigue of the soul. When you are carrying the palanquin, there is certainly labor for the soul. This is my conjecture. You have also said that the external behavior exhibited between the master and the servant is not factual. But although in the phenomenal world it is not factual, the products of the phenomenal world can actually affect things. That is visible and experienced. As such, even though material activities are impermanent, they cannot be said to be untrue. Purport. This is a discussion on impersonal Mayavad philosophy and the practical philosophy of Vaishnavas. The Mayavad philosophy explains this, this phenomenal world to be false. But Vaishnava philosophers do not agree. They know that the phenomenal world is a temporary manifestation, but it is not false. A dream that we see at night is certainly false, but a horrible dream certainly affects the person seeing it. The soul's fatigue is not factual, but as long as one is immersed in the illusory bodily conception, one is affected by such false dreams. When dreaming, it is not possible to avoid the actual facts, and the conditioned soul is forced to suffer due to his dream. A water pot is made of earth and is temporary. Actually, there is no water pot. There is simply earth. However, as long as the water pot can contain water, we can use it in that way. It cannot be said to be absolutely false. Text 22 King Rahugana continued, My dear sir, you have said that designations like bodily fatness and thinness are not characteristics of the soul. That is incorrect because designations like pain and pleasure are certainly felt by the soul. You may put a pot of milk and rice within fire and the milk and rice are automatically heated one after the other. Similarly, due to bodily pains and pleasures, the senses, mind and soul are affected. The soul cannot be completely detached from this conditioning. Purport 
This argument, put forward by Maharaj Rahugana, is correct from the practical point of view, but it arises from an attachment to the bodily conception. It can be said that a person sitting in his car is certainly different from his car, but if there is damage to the car, the owner of the car, being overly attached to the car, feels pain. Actually, the damage done to the car has nothing to do with the car's proprietor, but because the proprietor has identified himself with the interest of the car, he feels pleasure and pain connected with it. This conditional state can be avoided if attachment is withdrawn from the car. Then the proprietor would not feel pleasure or pain if the car is damaged or whatever. Similarly, the soul has nothing to do with the body and the senses, but due to ignorance, he identifies himself with the body and he feels pleasure and pain due to bodily pleasure and pain. Text 23 My dear sir, you have said that the relationship between the king and the subject or between the master and the servant are not eternal. But although such relationships are temporary, when a person takes the position of a king, his duty is to rule the citizens and punish those who are disobedient to the laws. By punishing them, he teaches the citizens to obey the laws of the state. Again, you have said that punishing a person who is deaf and dumb is like chewing the chewed or grinding the, the, the pulp. That is to say, there is no benefit in it. However, if one is engaged in his own occupational duty as ordered by the Supreme Lord, his sinful activities are certainly diminished. Therefore, if one is engaged in his occupation, occupational duty by force, he benefits because he can vanquish all his sinful acti activities in that way. Purport <clears throat> This argument offered by Maharaj Rahugana is certainly very effective. In his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, one, two, four, Srila Rupa Goswami says, Tasmat kenap yupayena manak krishne nivesha yet. Somehow or other, one should engage in Krishna consciousness. Actually, every living being is an eternal servant of Krishna. But due to forgetfulness, a living entity engages himself as an eternal servant of Maya. As long as one is engaged in Maya's service, he cannot be happy. Our Krishna consciousness movement aims at engaging people in Lord Krishna's service. That will help them become freed from all material contamination and sinful activity. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 4.10. Vita Raga Vaya Krodha 
by becoming detached from material activities, we will be freed from fear and anger. By austerity, one becomes purified and eligible to return home back to Godhead. The duty of the king is to rule his citizens in such a way that they can become Krishna conscious. This would be very beneficial for everyone. Unfortunately, the king or president engages people in sense gratification instead of the Lord's service and such activities are certainly not beneficial for anyone. King Ruhugana tried to engage Judd Bharat in carrying the palanquin, which is a form of sense gratification for the king. However, if one is engaged as a, as a palanquin carrier in the Lord's service, that is certainly beneficial. In this godless civilization, if a president engages some people somehow or other in devotional service or the awakening of Krishna consciousness, he renders the very best service to the citizens. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 24 Whatever you have spoken appears whatever you have spoken appears to me to be contradictory. O best friend of the distressed, I have committed a great offense by insulting you. I was puffed up with false prestige due to possessing the body of a king. For this, I have certainly become an offender. Therefore, I pray that you kindly glance at me with your causeless mercy. If you do so, I can be relieved from sinful activities brought about by insulting you. Purport Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has said that by offending a Vaishnava, one finishes all his spiritual activities. Offending a Vaishnava is considered the mad elephant offense. A mad elephant can destroy an, enti an entire garden which has been developed with great labor. One may attain the topmost platform of devotional service, but somehow or other, if he offends a Vaishnava, the whole structure collapses. Unconsciously, King Rahugana offended Jad Bharat, but due to his good sense, he asked to be excused. This is the process by which one can be relieved from a, from a Vaishnava Aparad. Krishna is always very simple and by nature merciful. When one, commit, when one commits an offense at the feet of a Vaishnava, one must immediately apologize to such a personality so that his spiritual advancement may not be hampered. Text 25 O oh, my dear Lord, You are the friend of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the friend of all living entities. You are therefore equal to everyone. And if you are free, My dear Lord, You are the friend of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the friend of all living entities. You are therefore equal to everyone and you are free from the bodily conception. Although I have committed an offense by insulting you, I know that there is no loss or gain for you due to my insult. 
You are fixed in your determination, but I have committed an offense. Because of this, even though I may be as strong as Lord Shiva, I shall be vanquished without delay due to my offense at the lotus feet of a Vaishnava. Purport Maharaj Rahugana was very intelligent and conscious of the inauspicious effects arising from insulting a Vaishnava. He was therefore very anxious to be excused by Jad Bharat. Following in the footsteps of Maharaj Rahugana, everyone should be very cautious not to commit an offense at the lotus feet of a Vaishnava. Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur in the Chaitanya Bhagavat says, Madhyakanda 13.388 Even if one is as strong as Lord Shiva, who carries a trident in his hand, one will nonetheless fall down from his spiritual position if he tries to insult a Vaishnava. That is the verdict of all Vedic scriptures. He also says, he also says this in Chaitanya Bhagavat, Madhyakanda 22, 129, 22, 55 and 56. Vaishnavera ninda karibeka yara gana tara raksha samartya nahika kona jana Shulapani samayadi Vaishnaveri ninde tatapiha nasriyaya kahe shastra vinde iha namaniya ye sujana ninda kare janme janme se papishda daivadoshe mare One who blasphemes a Vaishnava cannot be protected by anyone even if a person is as strong as Lord Shiva if he blasphemes a Vaishnava, he is sure to be destroyed. This is the verdict of all Shastras. If one does not care for the verdict of the Shastras and dares blaspheme a Vaishnava, he suffers life after life because of this. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the 5th canto, 10th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled the discussion between Jad Bharat and Maharaj Rahugana. All glories to the process of pure devotional service, receiving uh, real knowledge from a transcendental personality submissively, as is uh, Maharaj Rahugana doing just now. Hare Krishna. Okay. We're moving on to chapter 11. Uh, Jad Bharat instructs King Rahugana. I'm getting a sign from my trusty and tr trustworthy uh, assistant that maybe if we take on this part, we'll go over time. And I, and I agree with him. So we're going to stop our reading for tonight.
um, and, and we'll take it up tomorrow. Krista willing. In the meantime, we'll wait patiently for the uh, oops for the reflections of the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. Yes, Rati. Hare Krishna. She first says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Let's go. Yes, let's go. Back home, back to Godhead. Let's go. Brian Phillips. Yes, Bhakti Brian. Hare Krishna Maharaj. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Mm. All glories to His Divine Grace. Jemma <clears throat> <clears throat> Rudder. Hare Krishna Bhakti Jama. Jai Sri Guru Maharaj. All glories to my hero, Maharaj, Jad Bharat. Hari Bol. Hari Bol. All glories to Jad Bharat, our hero too. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Blessed to have you back. All oh, thank you. All glories to your service of reading Srila Prabhupada's books. Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. And to you, I only have two words. Hare Krishna. The best two words in any language. Hare Krishna. I'll have to wait for more. Okay. Jet Bharat instructs King Ruhuvana. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare, Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Ramo Ramo, Hare, Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, Hare. Adiramo, Adiramo, Ramo Ramo, Hare, Hare. There's one from Rati Manjuri. Okay, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for climbing that chair once again giving us the mercy of transcendental knowledge. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Thank you for your encouragement. Rohini Nandana Das. Yes, Rohini Nandana. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for another wonderful reading. Could you please confirm? Maharaj Rahugana could appreciate the philosophy of life when it was put before him because of his being trained in Vedic culture. If this is so, could you please elaborate? It seems like a wonderful point. It is a wonderful point. It's an obvious point, uh, according to the purports and the and the verses. Um, yes, we can we can know 
by uh, Maharaj Prahukana's um, response to Jad Bharat's response to his chastisement that he was aware that Jad Bharat was somebody very special and therefore he came down from his palanquin uh, and, and submitted for instruction submitted himself for instruction so this is the Jad this is this is the Vedic culture Vedic culture um, Vanashram system and uh, the spiritual culture that goes with it um, is meant to teach all the living beings to be submissive to authority. It is submission to authority that, that creates a peaceful atmosphere in the world. Whenever there is um, rebelliousness or insubordination or dissension, um, then it creates uh, disturbance in the world. And if we're going to spread Krishna consciousness, then it would be a very good idea if we take this on board ourselves and be an example for others, as King Rahugana has agreed to do, and as Judd Bharat has already been doing. Hare Krishna. That's all I have to say about that. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Rati Manjuri. Yes, Rati. Thanks for the rescue. Thanks. Tonight I loved a few things. I was on, I was on the bike back from the Sunday feast, so I do not remember the exact quote, but I heard Srila Prabhupada speak of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra as a rare instrument which can be utilized to easily overcome the influence of Kali Yuga. Yes, you did. You heard right. As a matter of fact, in the Kali Yuga, uh, it is the only powerful thing—the only thing powerful enough uh, to remove us from these offenses that we're constantly committing to one another. You know, Hadera Nama, Hadera Nama, Hadera Nama Eva Kevalam. That Harer Nama is talking about the uh, Maha Mantra. Harer uh, Nama, Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Eva Kivalam, Kalo Nasteva, 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 Gatiranyata. Uh, Gatiranyata means the goal of life, the perfection of life, uh, which means to realize who we are in relationship to Krishna. And Nasjeva, Nasjeva, Nasjeva is repeated three times for emphasis. There is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way in this Kali Yuga, Kalo, uh, to become free from the influence of ignorance and passion in the material world. Especially in this Kali Yuga. So yes, it is, it is the jewel among jewels. It is the 
greatest transcendental sound. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya and his preaching uh, concentrated wherever he went on having long, vigorous, um, beautiful, enlivened congregational chanting of the holy names of the Lord. That was his method of preaching in general, to the people in general. So yes, it is the greatest gift. Definitely. Hare Krishna. She says, I also liked very much how Maharaj Rahugana, once he had understood the badness of his mistake in misjudging the saintly Jud Bharat for a dullard, he seized the moment and started asking all kinds of deep questions to the sage, right in the middle of the path, which probably all his companions and servants also listening and being benefited from the questions and the answers. Yes. It is remarkable how he was able to change his attitude so completely in a moment. Yes, that's very true. And whether it takes us a moment or a lifetime, that's what all of us have to do. We have to change our attitude and we have to become submissive to spiritual authority. And that doesn't mean just agree with it, but it means to actually change our behavior in in, in, in you know, also. Hare Krishna. It seems that King Rahugana, going back to Rohini Nandana's point, it seemed that King Rahugana was trained, you know, before he became king. He says, I liked how he was begging the saintly person to glance at him with mercy so he would be forgiven. It is deep to hear that just a glance of a saintly devotee can give us forgiveness. Yes, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. The consciousness of a person is the main thing. Actually, it's the only way to become relieved from Vaishnava Parad is to, is to approach the very person that you offend and beg forgiveness. And if that person is a Vaishnava, he will always forgive because that's what a Vaishnava does. And if by some chance or some arrangement by Krishna he doesn't, then you have to continue to beg forgiveness until he does. Hare Krishna. And she says, and finally, I loved, loved Srila Prabhupada's point that Krishna is simple and always merciful. Yes. How amazing. Yes. How amazing. He's the, he's the supreme person. Means that he is unlimited and he has all the qualities that we can imagine and not, and, and even we can't imagine in full. So he's the simplest. He's the supreme simple. Yes, a very nice point, Rati, that you brought out. This is a very nice point. We shouldn't think that Krishna is so hard to please. He isn't. He takes any little service that we do for him and magnifies it in his mind. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. It's a very wonderful point. Thank you.
She says that the Supreme Person is also simple, so endearing. Yes. The most, most endearing. For these reasons, uh, the, the greatest, what's the word, opulence of Krishna is His mercy to His devotees. How He treats His devotees. Hare Krishna. Anyway, thank you very much, and Rati, it's good to have you back for the full time of the uh, reading and the reflections. Thank you very much. And thanks to all the other Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are giving their reflections and uh, helping to stir the nectar, the pot of nectar that is the Srimad Bhagavatam. Wait, we may have one. Yeah, she continued and said, and hopeful. Just this point, if I contemplate it, takes me right from the mind into the heart. Yes. Yes. That is applying the science of devotional service into our own practical lives. That's what we have to do. Hare Krishna. Thank you again. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabheda bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi hari hari bo. And if Krishna is willing, I'll be with you tomorrow night. And we will hear the further instructions of Jad Bharat to King Rahugana in response to Rahugana's wonderful uh, questions. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna. Gaur Premanande. Hare Bhav.